everybody. This is the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Appreciate y'all checking in today. My friends, we're going to start a whole new series. Yeah, that's right. A whole new series on the Believer's Authority. My friends, I need you to tune in every week for this truth over the Believer's Authority, what it means to us, what we can do with it, and how we can get the results of Jesus every time. Let's go ahead and jump in today, my friends. Now, listen, I I, I need you to understand that as a believer... We have authority over sickness and disease. Now, my friends, this is week one, so we're going to have another five weeks of this, but I just want you to tune in today and just listen, listen to my heart. We live in a world to where whatever you're dealing with, you can go to the doctor, they can write you a script for whatever medication you need in that moment to take care of whatever symptom. But have you ever noticed that maybe you need another medication on top of that to take care of the side effects of the first medication, but now because you're taking a second to take care of the first, then there needs another medicine to take care of those symptoms and on and on does it really ever stop? Well, my friends, if you want to find out truth, we always have to go back to what the word of God says. And listen, the the, the Bible states plainly clear that Jesus gave his disciples authority over, well, fill in the blank and we'll get there. We need to get out of the mindset, but that was for then, and Jesus said it to them, and they were in person, and it's different for now that God gave us doctors. See, God never gave us doctors to fulfill the role that he gave in the New Testament to his disciples. Now listen, do we... Do we honestly really have to live in this world being under the rule and the authority of sickness and disease? No. Do we really have to accept it into our lives and learn just to deal with it, so to speak? No. We can. We can acknowledge what's going on as the enemy's work and let God's word trump all that. We can. We don't have to buy the lie of, well, Nathan, you don't understand. You know, it just, it runs in the family and, you know, it just got passed down. I didn't, I just inherited it. You know, my great grandfather had it and it just got passed down over time to me. And see, the enemy wants us to buy that lie when God's word never says anything about that at all. Listen, to answer all these questions, We always have to go to the word of God for answers and look at Jesus and what he said and what he did about the issue of sickness and disease. Look at Luke chapter nine, verses one through two. Now, a lot of the stuff I share is out of the passion. I just like the way it words it. Sometimes I'll share other, you know, different translations. But for right now, Luke chapter nine, verses one through two, in the passion plainly says, Jesus summoned together his 12 apostles. Now, before I go any further, get that lie out of your mind and just trash it. Well, but Nathan, those were the apostles. And I, I, I'm just little old me, barely getting by. Oh, my friends, how you have been deceived if you believe that lie. Do not buy that. You are a believer. 
And that's what qualified you. Says Jesus summoned together his 12 apostles and imparted to them authority over, listen to this, every demon and the power to heal every disease that he commissioned them to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick to what? To demonstrate that the kingdom has arrived. So that tells me when you cast out demons and devils and when you heal sickness and disease, you are demonstrating that the kingdom of God has arrived. Why? Because you're the one standing there. Well, where's the kingdom, Nathan? It's inside your spirit, and you are a spirit man. See, the Bible says, let the worshipers worship God in spirit and truth, or that God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you go to the very beginning, God looked at somebody and said, let us make man. Well, who was he talking to? Jesus. He looked over at Jesus, the son, and said, let us make man. See, every other thing was created after its kind until God said, let us make man after our image, after our likeness, and give them dominion. Listen, when you have dominion over something, you don't come in as a coward with your head hung low. You come in with authority, your chest out, your head up, knowing that you carry something, my friends. You carry now Christ in you. I never, never read anywhere where Christ got his butt handed to him, to where he showed up and a demon just whooped his tail. Then he went back to the disciples and they go, Jesus, what's wrong? What happened to your eye? Why are you bleeding? Jesus, no, that never once happened, and it's not God's will for it to happen to his born-again man and woman of God filled with God's Spirit himself. See, right now, right off the bat, most people would say to Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 2, well, it was Jesus, and he did that, and we can't. See, religion always wants to paint you excuse of why you don't measure up and why you can't when Jesus went to the very top and said, listen, big boys, the work that I do, the miracles, the works that I do, you're going to do, but he doesn't stop there. Then he says, and even greater. Now, listen, Jesus isn't good with excuses. He's good with, yes, sir. Yes, sir, it's your word, sir. We can't put Jesus in a category. He is in a category of being the only one who defeated death, hell, and the grave in the area of being the only Savior and Lord over all. It was by his blood, not ours. Not your pastors, not the evangelist, not the TV minister. No, it was his blood. Nobody will ever do that. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the savior of the world. He is at the right hand of God. But in the area of being a son, so are you. See, my question is this. It's this. Did Jesus impart unto them authority to cast out all demons and to heal the sick? We just read that he did. Well, Here's my, yes, Jesus was doing it, but now he wants believers to do it as well and to get the very same results that he was getting. My friends, listen, I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just passionate about this, that it's Christ in you because we all cry out for revival. We all cry out, you know, and even in the area of come, Lord Jesus, come, the, the, the news says and CNN says and my radio says and, 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 and the news is saying that this is happening in this country and earthquakes here and famine here and the the price the price of everything's going up and 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 I just wish Jesus you would just come quickly. 
What if I told you that Jesus wasn't for that kind of talk? What do you mean, Nathan? No, just listen. Jesus says, Father, in the same way that you sent me, I now send them. See, you were sent the way Jesus was sent. No, not to die upon a cross, but the same way he was sent to represent his Father's heart, so were we. It's not God's will that we hunker in the that we hunker down in the bunker and, and come, Lord Jesus, come, and we just hide out of fear. Well, my friends, if you're listening to this right now, you've been born for such a time as this to walk in victory, to get out on the field and play, not go out in the dugout and lay down and hide. No, God's calling your jersey number and your name and says, son, get out there. Here's your position. And when it's your time to bat, swing for the fences. See, it's time that we actually use the faith that's on the inside of us. Faith isn't when all of everything looks great. Faith is when everything looks like it's going to hell on a handbasket. We still stand there and we say, if God be for me, who dare be against me? The Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus said, heal the sick. He didn't say give them excuses. Well, but I wasn't anointed to do that. Really? Well, this is what Jesus said. Heal the sick and tell them God's kingdom has arrived and now within your reach. He didn't tell Peter, you have an anointing for blind eyes. He didn't tell John, you have anointing for, for sore backs. He didn't tell the other disciples, Matthew and all them, hey, you have anointing for, for, uh, for this or for that. You have anointing for cancer. What if I just told you that you had the anointing for every need that the world has because it's Christ in you? Now, I know I'm talking fast today, and I'm, and I'm just passionate. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Well, would, wouldn't it be humility to say how God anointed Nathan Gasford of Versailles, Missouri with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God wasn't just with him God was in him see religion and some even Christian folk will say well that's arrogance you know when Jesus said when you've seen me you've seen the father the religious folk didn't they didn't like that well, my friends, guess what? When Jesus had a certain language of faith and you have a language of faith, you're not always gonna be liked and you're gonna be looked at and you're gonna be made fun of and who do you think you are? Well, I'm a son being a son, but you're making your father smile the whole time you talk that way and think that way because you're giving him credit for what he has done in you and for you. Now listen, Jesus goes and forms 70 other teams and sends them two by two into nearby towns to minister and to announce unto them, the kingdom has just arrived. Heal the sick and show them it's true. See, people of that time were relying on medicine and doctors to live and survive. People that got leprosy were sent away from their families to form a family with other people who had leprosy. They were ostracized. They had, they had to get out there and they had to form their own families with other like people that were dealing with that sickness and that disease. They were unclean. No matter what the sickness and disease were, all people could do at that time was try to survive with it and to learn to deal with the symptoms or even try to live another day until the sickness took them out. Well, some just had to, a death sentence given to them by a doctor and, and would die very quickly. But then somebody by the name of Jesus came onto the scene and raised up believers to give sickness and disease a lesson, a death sentence. When life met death, life won, my friends. Where did Jesus get this authority? And what does it have to do with you and I? 
Well, we always have to go to the word. That's our answer right there. Uh, it says, John chapter 14, verses 10 through 11. It says, don't you believe that the Father is living in me and that I'm living in the Father? Eh, even my words are not even my own, but come from my Father, for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with the Father so that my Father lives as one with me. Or at least believe because of the mighty miracles that I have done. Well, my friends, if Jesus was saying that, we should be saying that. Look at John chapter 14, verses 10 through 11. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? This is in the Amplified. The words that I say uh, to you, I do not say on my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding continually in me does his works, his attesting miracles and acts of power. Believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the very work themselves which you have witnessed. My friends, I want to let you know, I want to say it's in John chapter 15. It talks about Jesus and the vine. Listen, if you ever, I mean, some, most of you guys, listen, have trees in your front yard, backyard, side yard, somewhere on your property. If not, you pass neighborhoods going to and from work every day that you see trees. Do you see that maybe at all, does, does the branch struggle to bear fruit as long as it's attached to the vine? I mean, if there's a bit of branch that's been severed and laying on the ground because it's been cut off or damaged, then yeah, it's going to die. Why? Because there's no life source flowing into it. My friends, if you're born again and you abide in Jesus and he abides in you, he is the source and you're the branch. He is the vine. You are the branch. As long as you're staying in union and fellowship with him and connected to him, Whatever life is flowing in him is going to flow in you. See, Jesus went and sent directly. He was sent directly from heaven. Do we get that? And it clearly, he clearly remembers what it looks like and how heaven functioned. Jesus knew that. He was sent from heaven. He knows that life reigns supreme there and that there's no darkness and no death and operation there. He was able to manifest heaven's realm into this earth realm by invading heaven's truth into this earth. He operated with his father's authority and his father was living in him and one with him. Well, listen to this. This is John chapter 17. You know, well, Nathan, that's true of Jesus and his father. Well, would you agree that if Jesus says a prayer for us that he's going to get his prayers answered? I would venture to say yes every time, every time, all the time, Jesus. Well, this was Jesus's prayer in John chapter 17. I have given, this is, we're hearing Jesus's prayer talking to the Father. Jesus says to the Father, I have given them, which is us, the glory and the honor which you have given me. So right there alone, the same glory that Jesus had, he gave to us. And then he says that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, so it's Jesus in us and you in me. And that they may be perfected and completed into one so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. And he told them, just as the father has sent me, I'm now sending you. Well, your excuse just flew out the window, my friend, and so did I. But Jesus, I don't feel like I'm anointed. Tough, you are. But Jesus, I don't feel like I can go lay hands upon the sick. I'm not a liar. Do my word. But Jesus, I don't feel like I've been sent. 
Read my word. Just as the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you. There's your prophecy. There's your word. There's God speaking to you. Now, what are we going to do with it? Set on it and twiddle our thumbs? Or are we going to go out there and we, are we going to do the works of Jesus in John 14, 12? See, now we can see, listen, that just as Jesus was one with his Father, so are we now one with Jesus and the Father. And the very same way that the Father sent Jesus into this earth, now Jesus has sent us as his representatives to do the very same miracles and get the very same results using his authority. I just said John 14, 12. Well, instead of saying it, I want you to hear it. It says, I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my father. Well, you got to ask yourself, what were these miracles that he was doing? Raising the dead, touching coffins and bringing a little boy back to life, healing the sick, casting out demons and devils, telling demons they had to leave, rebuking the spirit of death, letting people touch him and the flow of blood was drying up. He was standing before demons and never flinched, never backed up. He told the sick to be healed. Leprosy, body parts that were off, came. they grew back. The blind see, the deaf hear. I mean, John's, John the Baptist uh, followers sent them to go talk to Jesus and are you it and Jesus response was you go tell John you go tell John in prison what you are now seeing the dead are raised the blind see the deaf hear you go tell John you go tell John that the kingdom of heaven is here because I'm here come on man Jesus' heart never changed. In Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and always forever. He's never changed. But why are we not seeing it? Because people came up with excuses. Jesus will manifest in the believer who believes. The one that, that, that doesn't believe, believe that it's passed away. And Well, if it's passed away, then how are we going to get this world's attention? I mean, ask yourself this, the demonic hasn't changed. It's still manifesting and people are still seeking after that. Well, if the devil's work hasn't changed and trying to get people over on that side, do you think God's powers diminished to where he can't stand toe to toe with a demon and a believer and, and cast it out and to show who the real attesting power is? Come on, my friends. God hasn't changed and neither his power is his word because his word is his power. It's time that we don't change, that we don't flinch, that we don't back up, but that we believe that we've been given authority from God as a believer to go out there and to stand toe to toe with what the world has to offer and know that if God be for us, who's against us? And 1 John 4, 4 says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in a demon, than he that's in the world, than he that stands before you cursing you and, 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 and demon possessed. No, the Bible says greater is he that is in you than any sickness, any disease, any infirmity, any demon, even death itself. When will we believe it to where it pushes us to do something? The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. My friends, you want to know what your job is. It's to get out there and it is to destroy hell's kingdom. How? By just simply being 
a son of God. My friends, you have what it takes. The Bible says in Colossians 1.27, it's Christ in who? Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Not Christ coming someday, but right now, Christ in you. My friends, share this. Get it out there. Share it with your friends and your family. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. You can check it out. Check us out on Podbean and other uh, ways, avenues to listen. My friends, you just listen to the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Tune in next week for week two of the Authority of the Believer. My friends, remember that you can attempt the ridiculous to achieve the miraculous, and it's your time to step up and to step out and to show and manifest Christ to this world. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.